I'm Michael Cater. This is Publisher's Lunch for Tuesday, October 25th. Among 66 new deals, there's a five-book deal at Grand Central for Harlan Coben and a big deal for author of New York Times bestseller The Power, Naomi Alderman, with Simon & Schuster. In today's meal, Callisto Slash's workforce again continues with Modest Crew. Three months after Callisto Media laid off 35% of its staff, the company instituted another deep round of Cuts Monday, this time approximately 200 positions, or around 70% of its workforce, in all departments. An estimated 60 employees remain in the bookmaking departments, comprising editorial, marketing, design, etc. Access to internal systems other than email was reportedly turned off this weekend for the employees who would be laid off, and their emails were turned off at 5 p.m. Eastern on Monday. A press release issued Tuesday says that Callisto, quote, today announced that it will immediately restructure its operations to focus on long-term stability and profitability in the face of the current economic environment. These changes will result in significant cost savings and will impact staff in New York and California, end quote. In an all-hands virtual meeting on Monday, CEO Benjamin Wayne said that he was under pressure for Callisto to become profitable by January 1st, and that the company has been unable to raise additional money from investors. According to a video of the meeting obtained by PL, Wayne said, quote, When we planned in the early part of the summer for the difficulty of the market ahead, we were already looking at one of the most challenging markets that I had seen in 28 years as a CEO. But the market we're in today is significantly worse, and one of the worst I've seen in my lifetime. We've been trying to raise money since this summer, but like every venture company trying to raise money in this market, we found that there simply isn't any. No outside investors are writing checks in this market, end quote. He went on, quote, Callisto, due to the strength of its annuity and economic model, has the ability to become profitable, but it requires that we take swift and decisive action to restructure our costs and our cash flow as an organization, which we are going to do starting today. He continued, quote, for those of you who are on the go forward team, there will be meetings over the next few days and weeks to explain the strategy and understand your role in helping Callisto continue to succeed in the months and quarters ahead, end quote. In the formal press release, Wayne said, quote, Callisto continues to maintain its leadership position in the publishing world. We're relentlessly focused on providing our customers with the everyday content they depend on to improve their lives. We expect to continue our double-digit growth and expand our impressive library of wholly-owned IP. However, like most late-stage venture-backed companies, the timing and uncertainty of a public offering and the instability of the broader market dictate a near-term focus on balanced growth and profitability." The Wall Street Journal has a video report explaining the dramatic freeze in public offerings and liquidity this year for late-stage private companies as, quote, the IPO market faces its worst year in two decades, forcing some cop- companies to slash their valuations by nearly 80% and seek funding in private markets, end quote. Still, the two rounds of reductions at Callisto are dramatic for one of the largest book publishing startups the industry has seen, reportedly valued at many hundreds of millions of dollars following their Series D funding round at the end of 2020. As noted following the layoffs in July, PitchBook indicates that the company raised $25 million in debt financing this May. Their sales figures are private, but during the PRH antitrust trial in August, Callisto was among a number of companies that Marcus Dola said he understood to have revenues of over $100 million a year. The company is permanently closing its offices in New York and Oakland, California, in favor of entirely remote work. The offices had been open on a voluntary basis, and a mandatory hybrid model was planned to start in October. Last Wednesday, staffers arrived at the office to find that their keycards no longer worked. That evening, the company posted a note to the intranet that the offices were temporarily closed due to COVID spikes. 
the only message employees got from management on the closures. After multiple rounds of staff cuts and the unannounced office closures, many staff members were unsurprised by the latest news. In addition, some employees had received prorated paychecks last Friday, outside of the normal pay cycle. Still, many are disappointed in the direction the company has taken. Quote, it was a really great place to work for a long time, and I'm really sorry it came to this because it's the most talented and professional and supportive group of people, and we were completely ignored by leadership, end quote, one laid-off staff member said. Prescott prevails on primary charges of plagiarism by Pasternak. That's a lot of peas, isn't it? In the long-running case brought in the UK by Boris Pasternak's great-niece Anna Pasternak against Laura Prescott, author of the novel The Secrets We Kept, alleging copyright infringement of Pasternak's nonfiction book, Lara, The Untold Love Story and the Inspiration for Dr. Zhivago, UK Justice Edwin Johnson found in favor of Prescott on all of the major claims. If you're a close fan of textual reading, the dense 149-page ruling is a substantial work that stands on its own. Broadly, Justice Johnson was, quote, satisfied that the defendant used Lara only as a secondary source, calling it, quote, obvious when one goes through the detail of the allegations of copying, end quote. The justice also agreed with Prescott's testimony that she did, quote, did find Lara a disappointment when she read the work in late 2016 because she did not consider the work to contain anything new, end quote. Justice Johnson did find in favor of the plaintiff on one small infringement claim regarding a 55-word quotation of a translation by Marlene Hervé, commissioned by Pasternak, of a book in Russian by the daughter of Boris Pasternak's mistress. Prescott told the bookseller, quote, I'm very pleased to have been vindicated by the English High Court. The court found zero instances of infringement between my novel, The Secrets We Kept, and Anna Pasternak's book titled Lara, The Untold Love Story and Inspiration for Dr. Zhivago. Throughout its judgment, which spans almost 150 pages, the court forensically dissected and then dismantled Ms. Pasternak's claims that The Secrets We Kept infringed the structure, selection, and arrangement of her book, finding each and every time that no such infringement occurred. In new books, publishing October 25th, today, this week's fiction releases include novels by Cormac McCarthy and Patricia Cornwell, while nonfiction includes new work from Siddhartha Mukherjee, Jamela Hill, and Ross Gay. Also out this week are T. Greenwood's Such a Pretty Girl, excerpted in our BuzzBooks 2022 Fall-Winter Anthology, and Minerva Spencer's The Boxing Baroness, available to sample in our BuzzBooks 2022 Romance Collection. Click through to our lists at bookshot.com. Dot org to see 10 works of fiction and 15 works of nonfiction being published this week. In the Daily Rundown, at Penguin Random House, David Fethian, VP Mass Merchandise, National Accounts and Distributor Sales, will retire at the end of the year after 35 years with PRH-affiliated companies. He led those companies' club business for the past 22 years. At the experiment, Danica Donovan, formerly Assistant Portfolio Manager at Oxford University Press, has joined as Associate Editor. At Jennifer D. Chiara Literary Agency, Marlowe Berliner has been promoted to literary agent. At SBR Media, Katie Monson has been promoted to agent. At Ivytas, Laurie Galvin has been named a senior agent. In distribution news, five to consortium. Five new publishers have signed on for sales and distribution through consortium. Beginning immediately are the National Council of Teachers of English and Doe Book Company. Beginning November 1st is Pinter and Martin, and beginning January 3rd are the Association of Talent Development and Skinner House Books. Over at our, over at our industry-leading job board, we have four new listings, and that's the news for today. Thanks for listening.